I have the thing that will help you sleep or go back to sleep when you wake up in the middle of the night and it is 50% off. Yes, it's CBD oil and it is my go-to when I'm anxious, stressed, or my head is spinning in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. I love Feels CBD oil. I found Feels a little over a year ago. I started experimenting with it and it's given me so much peace now. Knowing that I have that if I wake up in the middle of the night and it will help me go back to sleep. Feels uses 100% organic MCT oil as the carrier oil to stabilize and increase CBD's bioavailability. Their products are formulated with only the purest ingredients and without the use of fillers, flavors, or unnecessary fluff. CBD oil naturally helps to reduce stress, anxiety, and pain, and sleeplessness. And the way it works is that CBD interacts with your endocannabinoid system. So just like we have receptors for dopamine and serotonin, we also have receptors for cannabinoids. And these receptors act like traffic cops to control the level and activity of neurotransmitters. It is not addictive, and there are no psychoactive properties. It couldn't be easier to use. Just place a few drops under your tongue, hold it there, swallow. You will feel the difference instantaneously. The best way to get high-quality CBD oil at a discount is to become a Feels member. That gives you 30% off, which is huge. I'm a Feels member, and I have the 2,400-milligram bottle shipped monthly. Yes, I recently upped my dose. There's no shame in that. If you've tried CBD oil before and it didn't work, it's probably because you weren't taking enough. With our special code, you actually get 50% off your first order. So become a member today by going to feels.com forward slash wellfed, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. They also have CBD mints and you can subscribe to those as well and get a discount. Again, that's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com forward slash well-fed to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com. And you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 384. I am so happy that you are here. My name is Noelle Tarr. I'm the host of this podcast, and my website is coconutsandkettlebells.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer, and I'm here with my co-host. Her name is Stephanie Ruper. She's the founder of paleoforwomen.com, author of Sexy by Nature. She's a PhD, and we are co-authors of a book called Coconuts and Kettlebells. We've been doing this podcast together for seven plus years, talking through all the dieting and nutrition <laughs> advice and trends for a very long time. So I'm happy that you have um, either stuck with us this long or you're, if you're new, welcome to the party. Uh, today, we're going to do something fun, a little bit different. We got a lot of, when I polled you guys on Instagram and said, hey, Steph and I, we're recording a couple episodes back to back. We've got some content to get through because Steph's going to be traveling, which we will, of course, get caught up on here shortly. What topics, what things do you want us to discuss? And I got a whole lot of random little questions, fun questions from you guys. So we are not going to be covering like we typically do three questions. We're going to be doing a lot of off the cuff I don't know what you call it, like short questions about just little things that you guys want more insight on. Acne, managing toddler screen time, uh, toddler snacks, what to do, what to prioritize, what we would prioritize if we had, you know, multiple issues. Would we do gut first? Would we do hormone first? Um, how did I know if I wanted, you know, when I wanted kids and if I wanted any? And is Steph doing keto? That's the big question. So we're going to get to all of that today, and I'm excited to get to it. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm Sorry, I um, I was babysitting my niece recently, and so I've got a little bit of the, you know, uh -huh. oh, hi, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I got to see my, I, I love, I really do love babies. I got to see my cousin. My cousin had a baby, so it's my second cousin technically, but we just say cousins, you know? Um, my cousin who is seven months old, and man, is he cute, and it's so easy to get right back into baby land and be like, hi, hi, you know, like across the table and do these funny things that you're like, 
if there wasn't a baby there, I would look absolutely insane. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That's absolutely. It just happens. You know, it just it happens. Does. It really does. And they love it, man. When you get that baby to laugh, it's like great for them. And it's just such a feeling of accomplishment. You're like, yes, baby likes me. So um, anyway, yeah. How? So are you just loving your niece? I am. Yeah, it's been really, really wonderful to connect. I am uh, about to leave the country uh, again. <laughs> so, well, for the first time in a long time, it's actually funny. It's um, it's just about exactly a year since I left the UK. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I've been in the States for a year. It mm-hmm. will have been a year to the day, actually. And so uh, that's um, it's been great. It's been really, really, really wonderful to be here. And uh, I've been staying with my fam for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it just feels great. It feels great. A lot of pieces are falling together and it feels great to be home, but great also to be able to, you know, go uh, get back in touch with my peeps, with my people in England and and Europe and stuff. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. 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 I'm really happy for you. Um, We really don't have much to update on yeah let's go because we (laughs) already done that so um let's jump into the first question we do have quite a few but i don't don't think this is going to go too long so this is just kind of again a fun off the cuff episode but this first one is from dan is a gummy okay I'm, i'm reading screen names guys so just give me some grace here Dan is a gummy. She says acne. So hormonal issues versus gut issues. How do you how do you know what you need to do to cure it? So Yo, for those, I for those of you who didn't know, Steph, Steph is the was like the acne was. queen. She talked about it. Uh much like intermittent fasting. That was her her claim to fame. So yeah, I'm really interested to know where what what your thoughts are. Where I land on yeah. this. I would say it never, ever, ever hurts. I'm sitting in a wicker chair. I can't, if you hear that, it's the wicker chair, just everybody. Just okay. Uh-huh. okay. <laughs> As I eagerly lean forward to um, get to the mic. So I, my position is it never, ever, ever hurts to support your gut health and your hormone health. But at the end of the day, the more you can dial in, what's going on with inflammation in your body, the better off all your systems are going to be. And there's like a reasonably decent guess that that can be improved for the majority of us, right? So um, working on gut health and inflammation is always a priority. And then of course, there are very specific hormone profiles, right? Like there are things that happen when when your hormones are off. And so very frequently, it's both. I actually remember I went to a talk once where somebody said, to the effect, like, if you don't have gut issues, you won't have skin issues. And I was really Hmm. like, no. Yeah. I was like, no. It was a very famous person whose, um, you know, opinion I have sought many times. Um, and I just, I thought that was very interesting. And a paleo person. I don't know if they currently identify as paleo, but they once did. I do. I just, I haven't looked at their stuff in a you know long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they did. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure actually. So anyway, but um, very well attended talk. And I just, I found that very interesting. So that's an opinion that some people do have. And and um, I would say, uh, yeah, I first to try to decide, it would say you want to like figure out what you need to be dialing in, which, I, which I'm guessing, um, think about other symptoms you have, right? If you have other gastrointestinal symptoms, like absolutely, you know, start probing in that direction. If you've got other hormonal systems, if your uh, periods are off, if they're overly heavy, if they're, um, irregular, if you suffer from any other PMS like symptoms, if you've got, uh, hair growth on your face, if you're balding on the, you know, if you're losing hair on the top of your head, uh, these are hormonal systems. If you handle mood changes, if your sex drive is, um, if you've got vaginal dryness, these are all things that you might want to look into um, if your hormones are at play as well. And uh, if neither, and you're still dealing with acne, then I would recommend perhaps uh, seeing a specialist in terms of, or maybe getting some blood work done to see um, if you might have any underlying hormone issues. 
Um, and I would, of course, always start with food sensitivities. Um, and so it's like, oh, it's just had it's such a big net. You know, your skin is very delicate, very, can be very, very delicate and is impacted by the gut, nutrient status, and hormones. I think those are like the three big, and then of course, like your topical care, right? So um, there's so much that goes into skin health and it's really hard to like start getting a grip on what's going on for you at first. Um, and so I really, I really like to dive in at all angles and sort of, you know, remove potential problematic foods, shore up my potentially really nourishing foods. You know, you can cast a wide net and go for all of it at once. Um, but if you have other symptoms, then I would sort of zero in on that area first. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I... Mm. I feel like because your gut and your like detoxification org organs or just like your digestive processes are what help to eliminate hormones from your body and are like responsible for that process. I would say, I mean, I and I could change, but right now I'm leaning more towards like, let's focus on optimizing digestion and your gut health first if you're like i got too much going on that's what i would do first because if you're trying to fix your hormones but your gut isn't functioning properly you're not pooping every day or you just you're not even like digesting food i think you're it's going to be a losing battle so i would focus on that and when you're doing that when you're folk it's all inextricable inextricably linked. Like if you're focusing on the gut health stuff, your hormones are going to improve because you're going to be properly eliminating them and you're going to be hopefully, you know, and really when I think we're talking about digestive issues, we're not, we're talking about all the things like how do you eat? You know, are you eating in a parasympathetic state? Like how, how are your digestive processes? But we're also talking about food quality and like you said, removing pro like the inflammatory foods or trigger foods, foods that we know might lead to um, issues for people. Like, I don't think there's one diet for acne, right? But there may be individual foods for you that can lead to more breakouts or whatever. So it's a combination of doing that, focusing on gut health, focusing on restoring your gut function and, you know, ho hopefully dealing with that as like a, a root cause, you know, maybe, maybe it would take a little bit more digging, like figuring out if you have uh, an overgrowth or if you have something going on specifically in your gut, like a, a dysbiosis, like there's, you know, our, our gut has bacteria. So you may have some sort of overgrowth or you may have sluggishness, you may have SIBO, stuff like that. So I think I would target that first, then give that a little bit um, and then see what else needs to be done in terms of tweaking with your hormones if anything, because like I said, you're going to be properly excreting them. But also if you are eating a nutrient dense diet that really focuses on high quality foods and carbohydrates and protein and all of that stuff, and you're eating in a way that supports insulin sensitivity, that's going to really help your skin. It's it, it just is. So, and then of course, topical care is really, really important too for acne because I know acne is an internal issue. And a lot of us here in the holistic health world are like, oh, acne is complete. Like there's nothing topical you can do for acne. There actually is. There's quite a few topical triggers and properly manage, managing those with topical care plays into it. But of course, it's not just topical care. So sometimes I think we swing too far on the other side, which is like, oh, if you don't have if you if you don't have gut issues, you're not going to have skin issues. And that's not true at all. Like you can definitely have skin issues and not have any gut issues. You can definitely have you can definitely be doing everything right dietarily and not have any hormone imbalances and still have acne or breakouts or whatever. So it there's a there's a lot going on and it all, you know, lots of things plays into it, including stress. Like you're not going to just get rid of your stress in life. Um, so anyway, any other thoughts? From the acne queen. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, um, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that's wise. Yeah. And the topical stuff, you know, I always, I underappreciated it for a really long time. Mm -hmm. you know, Me but too. It's really, it's really important. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I was like, oh, I don't need anything, just coconut oil. I was like, oh, I'm just going to scrub my face with a washcloth and then be fine. Yeah, you know, you you can say a lot of stuff in your 20s and you think you've really <laughs> figured out the solution to everything, right? And then you're like, 
yeah, no. Okay, so question number two is, uh, this is a two-part question, healthy BT Stephanie and Brooke Zebro. Um, not a two-part question, but two people ask the same question. How do you manage baby slash toddler screen time? And then Brooke asked, how does one do no screens with toddler and baby at home all day? Um, the answer is you don't. <laughs> you don't. So I, I, I will, this again, this is not, this is just my opinion and what I'm doing. If you do something different, that's totally fine. It's just kind of what I have come to. And, and I'm always, you know, I'm in a gray area always. So I do. I definitely limited my child's, my children's screen time as they were babies and toddlers. I, we, we as a family love TV and we love movies. And so we like to watch movies together as a family. I love PBS kids. I kind of just still to this day, my kids are three and five. Um, I live in that app pretty much. Daniel Tiger and Sesame Street and Eleanor Wonders Why and all of these more educational um, TV shows. I intentionally, my kids don't watch shows on Netflix. We don't watch kind of like brain numbing TV. Now, again, that's not a judgment. I'm just saying I don't want my kids just like vegging out on, you know, shows that are going to drive me nuts if I hear them over and over again. So I have always tried to make it make it okay for my children to be bored one. So for example, my son just went with me to my daughter's gymnastics class. I could have brought the iPad and just made him sit there and watch the iPad, but instead I brought toys, he played, we played together. He had to just sit and and be and not have to be entertained. And so he, you know, children need that time to be bored. They need that time where you are not playing with them. They need that time to be independent. Now, yes, it's very hard with a one-year-old. You're not going to get a ton, not going to teach your one-year-old a ton of like how to play independently, but you can give short, small chunks of, why don't you play with this? Mom's got to do something else. Legos, those Duplo Legos. I mean, I can't tell you how much my son has played with those. And I'm amazed at an hour later, he's still playing with them pretty much by himself. Now, I agree. We have to like teach our kids and show them how to do things a lot of times, but also let your kids just be and play with their toys and provide, you know, small things for them to do in their rooms. I have different toys in their rooms than I do downstairs. And we have a, a dedicated playroom. It should be the family room, but we have a playroom that is there's no TV or there in there or anything so that when we're making dinner, when we're doing things, the children can learn and entertain themselves and have independent play. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my balance is like, I really love watching movies. I think TV is an amazing babysitter. It's, you know, when I am done and I am done like this morning, I I'm exhausted right now. This morning I was like, we're going downstairs. We're going to watch you guys can pick whatever you want on PBS Kids. I've got to sit down and do some work and you can do that while you're eating your breakfast. So that's what they did before, you know, we got the kid, you know, still off to school. Um, I love that. I love putting my kids in front of the TV when I'm baking, making dinner and I don't want to be interrupted. So I think it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. And but also at the same time, we have to be very intentional as parents to not default to that and let your kids be bored. And it may annoy you, but you can hold your boundaries. You can say, nope, mommy's busy right now. You've got to find something to do. And Stella is used to that now. She has quiet time every day for two hours and she has to entertain herself. She can go up to her room. She can go outside. She can do whatever she wants to do, but she has to entertain herself. And it doesn't include TV or screen time. So I feel like she's done a so much learning in those time periods. And I also, with the iPad, we don't, the iPad, the only, the kids only know the iPad as a movie watching device. I have, we're not doing games. I'm not doing video games on the iPad, nothing. Um, not for a while at least. So I don't want my children to get used to, oh, we get in the car and I just sit here and stare at a screen and we play. So when we do big car trips, the first half of the car trip is no screens. Um, you know, I bring books, I bring the water wow pads, I bring things for them to do, which they love to do. They talk to each other. We have wiki sticks, which are like these like wax covered sticks that they play with in the car. So that's what we did for like the first hour yesterday. We did a bathroom break and I said, okay, guys, we're going to watch one show and then we're going to, you know, have a snack. So I always have something to do after like the show is done so that we go into, you know, eating a snack or playing a car game or whatever. Um, 
And again, I haven't, I don't let my kids play any sort of games on screens. It's just not, that's, games are, we can play board games, we can play games with each other. They don't need to be doing that on the screen. I think it's way too um, addictive. And I don't love the way that my children get when they start doing things like touching and tapping and all that stuff on a screen. I don't think that that's good for their brains right now. So um, there's a time and a place. It's not right now. So they only know the iPad as a way to watch a movie. And um, when you're flying and when you're in car tri- on car trips, like that's what it's for. Watch those movies, folks. Like it's fine. You're going to be okay. But I, as I think there's a balance there of letting our children engage with movies and TV and stuff like that. Like th- that, I have great memories of that. That's what we used to do, like family movie nights. Um, we pop popcorn together. And, but also being aware of there are some really mind numbing things. And we also obviously have a ton of research about screen times and how that impacts children's brains. So intentionally being intentional with how are we letting our children interact with those screens? And are we just using it too much too often as out of convenience and and not letting our children learn to just exist and like go play in the dirt outside or whatever? Like my children come up with the best things when it's just I'm sitting here. You got to figure out something to do. I can't, you know, you have shovels, you have some buckets, like play with, play with that. I don't like figure it out. Go find some worms. They find worms that, you know, they do lots of stuff and children have lost that now because they're not, they don't have to. So, um, that is how we handle it. And again, no judgment if you do otherwise, but that's the boundaries that I've set. I am so excited to share 20% off my favorite adaptogen blends with you. Research shows adaptogens can balance cortisol, combat fatigue, enhance focus, ease depression and anxiety, and support proper hormone function. The more I researched this, the more I realized the easiest and best way to enjoy adaptogens is with superfood blends that can be added to water. I found Organifi and now I love it. Organifi has an amazing little thing called Red Juice that is a red berry antioxidant blend that has cordyceps, rhodiola, and reishi. Cordyceps boosts energy, immunity, and stamina. I drink it during every podcast recording now. And when I'm stressed out and not sleeping well, I take green juice mid-morning. And guys, I finish every day now with either gold or gold chocolate. So this is a mixture of reishi and calming adaptogens and turmeric. It's either, it's kind of like a hot chocolate or like a turmeric warm drink at the end of the night. You just mix it with warm water and it has helped me so much. It's way more effective than the sleepy tea I was drinking. So they're both the same drink, just different flavors, gold or gold chocolate. I love it. I've totally fallen in love with Organifi. All their superfood adaptogen blends are 100% certified organic. They have high quality ingredients. They are free of fillers and they taste really good while also providing a clinical and effective dose of adaptogens. You can support your body, energy, immunity, and stress with Organifi. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to Organifi.com forward slash wellfed. Our code wellfed will get you 20% off, which is a awesome discount. Organifi, so that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash wellfed. Go to that link, use our code wellfed for 20% off. All right, so question number three, Stone Cold Jane Austen. Can you talk about uh, paleoish? Oh, I should have done this like Okay, let's let's do that one next because I don't want to keep <laughs> just be me Are you talking. Sure, we can just keep talking about toddlers. No, no, no. I'm learning. So, <laughs> Meld eight six nine zero says if you're trying to make changes in multiple areas, which things to start with? I don't know if this has ever happened to you or like exactly what changes she's talking about, but I'd like to know your thoughts on that, and then I could talk about paleo snacks for kids. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on what your priority is, right? And yeah, uh, and I would say what is going to be most foundational to your well-being? Like, what is going to be most foundational to your well-being? Because at the end of the day, our ability to make changes is even predicated on how healthy we are, right? So I would want to try to lay a foundation that 
can help sustain my ability to keep getting better. And so if that means like therapy, that means therapy, you know, and I'll just keep eating whatever. Right. Or if it means like I'm going to really dial in and make sure that I add a salad every day or I'm going to right, or I'm going to I'm going to change my food in a way that is sustainable for me and that I can keep moving forward. Right. Um, so I would definitely focus on changes that can be long term and changes that are going to like help gear me up to keep building momentum, you know, or maybe it's like adding exercise because you like the energy it gives you in the morning. So you add 20 minutes of exercise and then in a few weeks, it's like, okay, like this has become routine for me. Once you build something in your routine, then add something else. Um, that's sort of how I like to try to navigate that like swamp. No, I would I want to use a metaphor that's less swampy. <laughs> Navigate that like beach full of lovely shells or something. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but I do find so with clients, this is this is how I worked with clients for years is, OK, you've got a lot of goals and a lot of things like let's focus on a few things that are foundational that are going to set you up for success. And then you adapt to those. So in our society and I, I really, I don't believe I, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm all or nothing. I hear you. But all or nothing is not sustainable. If you are trying to change everything in your life at once, it's not going to work. It's not going to stick. You have got to start. It, it, changes are best made in these small incremental shifts. Why? Because when you're changing something, change is hard. First of all, change is hard. It's hard to do something different when you've been doing it one way forever. But also you've got to like, like your life changes. And so it's got, and it's new. And so that's can be a little bit challenging because it takes more time. So if you want to make a change, make one change, uh, adapt to that until that becomes your new norm, and then try to make another change. You don't need to make 8 million of them. So for example, with food, if you're like, oh, I, I really want to eat more quality foods, or I would like to incorporate more vegetables, or I want more protein or more fat, whatever, start with your breakfast. If you're feeling so rushed, and you're like, I just am not taking care of myself, I want to cook more, I'll, you know, if you try to, to cook a meal for breakfast and then you're like trying to make something for lunch or you're bulk cooking on the weekends for your lunches and then you're making d meals for dinner and you weren't making anything before that, like you're going to be like, screw this, not doing it again. Start, just start with breakfast. Hold everything else that you're doing and just start with breakfast. So figure out how to make that easy. What works for you? What do you like? Okay, eggs. Can How can we make that easier? Can we make little egg muffins that you can you know, once and then eat them through the week and you do hard boiled eggs. Maybe you get up and fry, you know, fry eggs in the morning. Maybe your husband does that for you. Um, like mine does. You can, you know, fry eggs for the family. Maybe you find a, a sprouted toast that you like and you can, you know, eat to like avocado with that. How can you get, you know, more fresh foods in? Okay, I'm going to add in some mandarins. Do I actually like mandarins? If I like eating them in the morning? So, Get used to that. And then I like to say the next step is like swap out your snacks, figure out how can I, when should I be eating? Because that's another thing too, right? So it's not just the what, it's the when. And and do I enjoy that? Does that, do I like eating at this time? Does it, how does it impact me? Am I starving by dinner? Well, then you probably need to eat a little bit more and, or maybe you eat a little bit later and what kind of stuff, you know, what makes you feel better? So with food, I that's what I like to do with exercise. Guys, literally, all you need to do is start with one workout a week. Don't stop trying to get up four days a week every morning, you know, or every morning for four days a week trying to get in some high intensity workout or some strength training. No, that's something you would do like years down the road. Start with one workout a week, doing something that you enjoy and see how you feel. Did I like that? Do I like how I feel? And then you can say, oh, I might try that again on Thursday. Like I, I feel good. So I'll do it again on Thursday. If you don't feel good or life happens, like don't do it, but, or you're very sore, right? I think we have this idea that, you know, if we're sore, then something's wrong. And really it's you, you just need to give your time, your body more time. Yes, there are things that you can do to, you know, have better recovery, but you also just might need more rest. You might, you might need to just do it kind of once a week for a little bit before you up it to twice a week. So hopefully that's what you were asking. <laughs> Cause that's a, that's our answer. Okay. So here's the, the paleo-ish toddler snacks. This is stone cold Jane Austen. Paleoish toddler snacks went out and about, been eating a lot of puffs lately. So um, now we're not pale, like, 
Okay, so paleo is obviously gluten-free, dairy-free. I think that that's what we're using now to, to describe paleo. But I will say that like we do snacks, but they're not like all perfectly paleo. Um, so what my kids fall into. So I have been, now that they are three and five, We've been trying to fall more into bigger meals because I don't really have the energy to do all these snacks. But of course, we always have snacks on hand. Um, you can actually, so there, <laughs> I, I do have a lot. I should just walk downstairs and go, because we stock up on snacks. When Thrive's doing a sale, when Simple Meals is doing a sale, when Siete Foods is doing a sale, like we stock up. So Siete does a, they do actually individual bags of little grain-free chips. So we will take those um, with us sometimes. We do, Trader Joe's does dried fruit bars. They have an organic mango bar. Guys, it is the best thing in the world. My kids love it. So it's just, the only ingredient is organic dried mango. And my kids eat so much. They are always hungry. They are both just growing like crazy. And my now with my kids doing gymnastics and them doing swimming, they're just hungry pants. So I try to find like really calorically dense things that fill them up that they're not going to have to just keep eating. Now, you want snacks that they just keep eating when they're one because you're trying to entertain them, right? But when they get older, it's more about how can I just get them a ton of calories? So organic dried the mango bars from Trader Joe's are amazing. I love doing freeze-dried fruit. So that's usually their afternoon snack. And we take that with us. So like we were on a car trip yesterday. I took, what did I take? Um, I did take Siete chips. I took some Simple Mills individual cracker bags. So they make almond flour crackers and they just make them in those little um, bags, like uh, travel bags, which are really great. There is this brand of grain-free pretzels. It is so flipping good. I'm going to look it up. I So sometimes I will send that with Stella to school. Guys, I, they have not been discovered. I'm like, can I like invest in this? Um, we have it now. We subscribe and save on Amazon. Hold on. Pretzels. Okay. There they are. Savory Street. So it is gluten-free, grain-free, nut-free vegan paleo sea salt snacks. I don't know. I just had a, like, I was like, I really miss pretzels. I was like, I wonder if somebody has like a good gluten-free pretzel. This thing popped up. They only, they only ship on Amazon right now, but I'm sure they'll be in stores soon. It's cassava flour and potato starch and tapioca flour. Um, there is, I don't know why they say paleo because it looks like there's some sort of bean something, but, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say these are paleo, but they are very good gluten-free, grain-free, nut-free um, pretzels. Like, amazing. So I'll give those, a few of those to my kid. Um, we do do, I like entertaining with Yum Earth lollipops because they last a while. Uh, Yum Earth also makes really good fruit snacks that I will give occasionally, especially when we're traveling and we're out and about. I think those are really easy to eat. Uh, oh, freeze-dried fruit. So we get freeze-dried fruit. Like freeze-dried bananas are very easy to eat. Freeze-dried strawberries. Um, Trader Joe's has like freeze-dried apples. Again, it's crunchy. It's something fun for them to eat. I actually sometimes will do cereal. So just like a grain-free cereal that there's a couple brands that we like. There's one, it's like a gluten-free sprouted rice these like little rice cereals. And so sometimes I'll just take the, like the dry cereal and they they love eating that too. I do do squeeze pouches. Serenity Kids has a variety of squeeze pouches, but if your kids are a little bit older and they're not into like the meat, um, I do, let me see what the brand is. Um, I think it's something like Peter Rabbit. Let me see here. Uh, Serenity Kids, by the way, also makes puffs. It's probably what you're talking about that you that you um, eat. I love those Serenity Kids puffs. Okay, so pumpkin tree, pumpkin tree, Peter Rabbit organics. This is, so they have, I like this because they put vegetables in it. So it's banana, mango, broccoli, kale. That's the one we usually get. And it's really, really good. Both of them will eat it. Both kids like it. So we've gotten into this habit of you have your little broccoli kale squeeze pouch. You have your your bar. In the afternoon, we'll do the freeze-dried fruit. Sometimes we'll do um, 
if we're out and about, they, they'll always get like a lollipop and or some fruit snacks. Sometimes they'll get some pretzels or some crackers. And again, that's just when we're out and about. You, When we're at home, it's always usually fruit. Um, they love eating apples. They love carrots. So we, I try to default to that or that's what we eat for lunch because they'll just eat so much lunch. So I'll just keep giving them <laughs> more apples, strawberry, fruit, fruititarians. Um, my children are fruititarians. Most ch- children are. Um, so that's pretty much how we get by through the day. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. This is from Haley H. Lanier. She says, what do you eat in a day and how do you prioritize micro and macronutrients? And then this is a very related question. This is the question we've all been wondering. She says, keto. Is that how Steph is currently eating? And that is from Jay Willoughby. <laughs> you say it once six months ago and you never live it down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've, so I've what, said it, I think, a few times. Um, yeah. 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 So um, I love these questions. Uh, in particular, the the questions about macros and micros are very interesting. Uh, I, In my head, I always think I need to have like some amount of animal protein on the early end of the day. <laughs> and and that's kind of like my macro shuffling. Uh, and I do that intentionally because uh, when I eat high protein late at night, I think it's not great for my sleep. Um, protein can, certain amino acids can uh, be in the way of tryptophan, um, getting through the blood brain barrier and therefore, you know, participating in all of the sleep oriented uh, brain related processes. So uh, I personally shuffle my protein to early in the day. Uh, usually it's the first meal, uh, which I tend to have. I haven't eaten yet today, but I tend to have that um, pretty quickly after waking. Um, and am I doing keto? So um, not ever intentionally, like I don't pee on sticks, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not looking for keto markers. I am leaning lower carb just because I find that I feel a little bit more um, steady throughout the day in terms of my appetite, and my energy, if I don't eat carbs. Um, if I go dancing at night, I do come home and make sure that there, I have like carbs and fat. So I start protein and fat early in the day, and then I shift into more carbs and fat later in the day um, right now. And then uh, I do have coffee early on. Um, I took off out coffee for a while, and um, I added it back in, and it's not giving me problems, which is uh, pretty cool. So I've added it back in at a lower dosage. I'm trying to make sure that I um, don't overdo it. Um, but that's kind of what I'm doing currently. I uh, really, I love eggs. I think eggs are like nature, you know, powerhouse, nutrient, powerhouse, uh, multivitamin, uh, which we discussed recently, I think. So um, yeah, I do uh, protein and fats in the morning uh, and coffee, which is normally, I normally have with, I used to have with oat milk. I'm kind of having it with whole milk these days. Um, Something like full fat coffee with whole milk and whipped cream. I'm really, really into that right now. Uh, And cinnamon. I'm talking more about my coffee than my nutrients. Um, And then uh, I eat a ton of green vegetables, like a lot, like a lot of green vegetables, Um, a pound or two two maybe a day um, of kale or broccoli or Brussels sprouts, um, some mix therein. Um, I learned from my mother when I'm home with them, I always eat this way. And I try when I'm you know, on my own, but, uh, my mother has it, my mom has it like really in lockdown. Um, but every day there's usually every day there's a salad with, um, leafy greens and kale and beets and raw turmeric and raw ginger. I have raw turmeric and raw ginger every day. Um, and red onion and black pepper to make sure that my body metabolizes the turmeric. Um, and with a high polyphenol olive oil, and that's like, that's my nutrient powerhouse. And then I might also do a stir fry with like similar vegetables, like a ton of leafy greens that will cook down um, some other rainbow, you know, beets, peppers, maybe uh, leeks. Uh, I'm not sure what other, uh, what's left, but yeah. So um, tomatoes, I suppose. Uh, yeah. So I eat a ton of vegetables. I love them. Nutrient density and, uh, you know, eggs. 
and uh, healthy, healthy, quote unquote, healthy fats. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's what I do. And that's what I love. And for carbs, um, I really love berries. I love uh, beets and carrots and sweet potatoes and regular potatoes. I love potato salad. All the salads, potato salad, cabbage <laughs> salad, I guess is coleslaw, chicken salad, egg salad. Man, I think mayonnaise is the best, especially if you can get it made with um, MCT oil or avocado oil or olive oil. That's like a fantastic fat and egg yolks, which are, uh, to reiterate, like nature's multivitamin. So I'm like, I'm a huge fan of uh, those salads. If uh, if you can get them made with, um, you know, with an oil that's on the on the conducive to your health spectrum, avocado, olive, MCT repeat. Okay. That's, mm. uh, that's how I eat. If you are a female and you are living in the modern world, you likely deal with some form of anxiety and or stress and or sleep issues on a semi-regular basis like me. And one of the things that's not talked about often that can help support stress and anxiety is magnesium. Many people understand that magnesium helps sleep, but the body actually needs magnesium for so much more than that because it's involved in 80% of the body's metabolic reactions and about 75% of people are not getting enough magnesium, especially women, because stress burns up magnesium. One critical thing you can do today to support your adrenals, hormones, and mental health is to take a compound magnesium supplement like Magnesium Breakthrough. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels can contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. So by supplementing with Magnesium Breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic full-spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep. I've been taking two every night before bed for the last couple of years, and it's one of the only nutrients that I'm like, this is... This has to happen daily. And there's a new and improved formula with Magnesium Breakthrough, so they're making it more absorbable, which I really appreciate because they want to make sure we're getting our magnesium and we need it. Uh, for our exclusive offer, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash wellfed. Our code is wellfed10. You will also save if you buy in bulk, which we do. And I just went ahead and added a subscription because I keep running out and I know that I'm going to be taking two every night. I know my husband is too. So we buy the bulk option. I just went ahead and did a subscription every three months, which gave us an additional discount on top of that. So that's nice. Again, our link is mag breakthrough. So it's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H.com forward slash well-fed. Our coupon code for 10% off is wellfed10. Okay. Um, two eggs in the morning, sprouted toast. It's a gluten-free toast from Food for Life. Find it in the freezer section and put some coconut oil on it, toast it, a little salt, um, and avocado on it occasionally. I only do avocado if I've worked out in the morning. Otherwise, it's too much for me. I feel a little bit like I get too full. What's next? See, and I, I've been struggling because I really want to put, I used to put more mandarins and I I try to eat more fresh things in the morning and like more veggies and fruit. And it's struggle for me in the morning to do that for some reason. But I don't like apples. I really actually don't like fruit in general. I like more, like I get more of my carbohydrates from potatoes and stuff, but, and rice and grains. But I... I'm trying to be better about that. Usually in the summer, I definitely gravitate more towards like citrus fruits and stuff like that in the morning. Sometimes I'll eat my, the raspberries my children did not eat midday. I try not to eat anything in the morning until lunch because I find that if I do something mid-morning, I'm actually, it's just makes me a little bit more sluggish and then I'm like not hungry or I don't yeah. eat like a, I don't know. I don't feel good at lunchtime. And I like to be for lunch. I need to feel I like to feel like, oh, I feel hungry, like I'm, I'm ready to eat because I like to do a bigger lunch. Um, I'm finding that that's really setting me up for success. So my lunch is typically what some some sort of leftovers, whatever we've made. We always try to double our meals. So it's usually leftover taco meat or leftover sloppy joes, which is like my favorite. Guys, go to my sloppy joe recipe right now. It's my favorite thing on the website. It's literally the best dish you will ever have. You can put it on top of sweet potatoes. You can put it on a gluten-free bun. You can just eat it with rice. It is so best ever. Good. Yes, I I'm not wow. kidding. 
What about the what? Okay, wow. No, it's so good. And it is the best leftovers you've ever had in your life. It's just so good. It's like this. And I like mine thicker, so not sloppy. So it's, you know, tomato sauce and and primal kitchen ketchup and some other things like a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of chili powder. But I simmer that for like 12 to 15 minutes and it gets nice and thick and pasty. And it's so good. Um, So anyway, leftover sloppy joes. Um, I will link to the recipe in the show notes or you can go to my website and just search. It's called homemade healthy sloppy joes. Um, it's paleo. Um, anyway, so, uh, I try to do like a leftover thing. We also do, if we, if we don't have leftover meals, cause sometimes it's just hard and we're like, okay, we, we, whatever we've made, we make one serving of something. Uh, we make organic chicken sausages. We'll put them on the grill whenever we grill and we'll try to put like eight to 12 on the grill so that then we can have some sausages throughout the week. And it's typically, I eat it with rice. I always do a big batch of rice and we eat that for lunch. And I will also have siete chips. I'm loving, loving the spicy chips. I love, I've loved everything spicy growing up. I don't, did you ever, did you ever used to eat those fireballs? Do you remember those? The The funniest thing is I was just at like a convenience store and I saw a flaming hot Cheetos, which is different <laughs> than what you're talking about. But I used to eat flaming hot yes. chips. Those were the best. I love hot stuff. Yeah, I did not have the, I did. Oh, and we did, this is a candy. It's not fireballs, but warheads. <laughs> Remember those? Yes. <laughs> Wait, were those sour? Those are really sour, right? Super sour. Yeah, not super hot, super sour. Anyway. Oh man, they were like in the little packages. Yes, and it was like, can you hold wrapped. it in your mouth? Oh, and you would trade them at lunch. <gasps> yes. Wow. Okay. Um, I was a fireball person, so I loved fireballs and um, those like hot tamale things, the chewy ones. Anyway, I love the spicy chips from Siete, and I then like afterwards then i'll have my dark chocolate so i have trader joe's they have this organic soy free dark chocolate and i've tried so many chocolates and it's my favorite in the world if you've watched my instagrams i've taken pictures of it a lot because i'm like get this dark chocolate it is the best i'll have a few scores my dark chocolate and if i'm hungry before dinner i can't remember what i do (laughs) like wait what do i do sometimes i'll have some like some carrots or some broccoli with either like peanut butter or i don't know um whatever i can figure out sometimes i'll just uh, maybe maybe I'll put have an element or something like that. <laughs> I guess if this is post-workout, I forgot my element. I always drink element and I put a little bit of collagen in there. Um, okay. And then for dinner is always something from my website. Not going to lie. It's just always that way because all my meals are super easy. So tonight I don't know what we're making, but it's probably going to be tacos. So my <laughs> husband's like, I'm laying out two pounds of ground beef. I'm like, okay. So I do either meatballs or tacos or something easy, sloppy joes. Um, we do sometimes, I love all my chicken dishes. So I have like a chicken tenders dish that I actually will chop up and turn into chicken nuggets. My kids will eat the crap out of those. So I like that. Um, mm. So I just then will make a meal and I always try to make a side with it that my kids will eat and that will fill them up, but also will add a little bit of bulk carbohydrate. So roasted potatoes or rice or um, rice noodles. Jovial makes gluten-free, plain, organic um, brown rice noodles. So we'll do that with our meatballs. Sometimes I do a dessert. It's usually a good pops popsicle with the kids because they like all eating popsicles together. Natamu ice cream. I have been not really eating a ton of desserts lately because um, I just want to support my workouts in the morning and I want to feel good. So I've been drinking the Organifi Gold drink, which is just turmeric and reishi and a couple other things. It's so good. So that's kind of where right after dinner, I will heat that up and I'll make that and it'll make me a little bit more relaxed and not, you know, so irritable at bedtime when I'm trying to get my kids to go to sleep. What was the second part of this question? Keto. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, prioritizing micro and macronutrients. So I just feel honestly like every I'm, oh, and a big salad with dinner. Sorry. My husband always makes two big salads and it's usually a couple, it's, it's in the huge, you know, those big old bowls. And so it's mostly all spinach and mixed greens and we put everything on top of it. Carrots, broccoli, uh, cherry tomatoes, onion, and it's always with olive oil. So Steph had one of our our salads when she was visiting. Um, cause we just like 
like a big salads. And so that's what my husband does when I am making dinner. So with our, like when you're talking about prioritizing micro and macro, I think it's really just thinking about how can I get in more vegetables and fruits and how can I incorporate those in and snack on those and then really prioritizing high quality eggs and meats. So making sure that, I mean, we, we do not go out to eat. We don't hardly ever buy any alcohol. Um, you know, we do it very like intermittently. We're, we're not going out and drinking. We're not doing, you know, we're not going out to eat. And so we spend our money on <laughs> pasteurized eggs from local farms and what else? Um, just grass fed ground beef and pasteurized chicken. And so I feel like if I'm getting those high quality nutrient dense meats in where I'm getting my B vitamins, I'm getting my B12, I'm getting heme iron, I'm getting, you know, nature's multivitamin, I'm getting D and, and all the fat soluble fat soluble vitamins in my eggs. Um, you know, I'll be intentional sometimes and I'll be thoughtful with like, oh, I want to get some iodine or I need to be eating this, you know, I so I buy seaweed or whatever just to be intentional about getting some iodine in. I will, you know, be more intentional with specific vegetables, incorporating specific vegetables. But if we're eating a big salad and we're eating greens and we're eating high quality meats, then I'm not super worried about anything else. What about you? Are you ever thoughtful about that or um, I actually am conscious of it, right? Because I know I I know a fair amount about what's in what, right? I know what's nutrient dense. I know what I want to eat at least somewhat regularly. So I'm not very regimented about it, but like, yes, I would like to eat an omega-3 containing fish, you know, right, right, yeah. once a week, twice a week. I would like to have liver at least once a week. I want to make sure I'm eating eggs every few days. Um, I always include a bunch of leafy greens and this will like, this will fluctuate for sure. You know, if I'm a weekend away or I'm traveling or I'm going back and forth between, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like these things, they, they, they do, they are open to flux, but, um, but I'm also like pretty conscientious about keeping it regular, which is how my eating kind of isn't in all the ways, right? Like we always talk about focus on, you know, what you include and, exclude things so long as it's conducive to your flourishing. And then if there's a, you know, if there's flux, that's okay. So I'm always just kind of oriented towards nutrient density. You know, I like foods with that are high in antioxidants and that are high in vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, but I, I don't keep like a strict, you know, but I, I, I do my best to like include those as much as I can. I'll say mm-hmm. that. And I will add too, like there's times in your life where you will be able to be more conscious of that, that those things of, of what you're eating and, and make tweaks like postpartum. I really didn't have the mental capacity to be really thinking about all my macronutrients. And I wasn't in a space where I could make shifts healthfully to my diet. I was just kind of not, you know, I was eating what I normally eat without really taking assessment like I I feel like I have the headspace to do now, which is I say, okay, how did that make me feel? You know, I just kind of commented on, I don't really like eating before lunch because of X reason. So I'm in a headspace now where I can make those shifts. I'm in a headspace now where I can say, I'm going to make this tonight so that I, like you said, the high quality fish so I can get more omega-3s in. I can make those decisions and those shifts now or, oh, I'm not going to do dessert because I really like to prioritize my workouts. So I'm going to take the Organifi drink. So like I can do that now. I don't think I, it's, it's okay if you're not in a space where you can do that and you can focus your efforts on, oh, I need to really be considering all my micro and macronutrients because there's a time and a place and there's a season. And so you can get to that place eventually by, you know, working on your stress, but also, again, making smaller incremental shifts and saying, okay, I want to focus on getting more eggs in. So I'm going to really work on that with my breakfast. And then, and you'll be able to kind of build your awareness of what you're eating better, but also you're going to know that you're getting your fat soluble vitamins in because you know you're eating your eggs. So it's somewhat on autopilot, but also still kind of in the back of my head. And it sounds like it's in the back of your head stuff too, but it's not something I'm actively quote unquote worrying about. Okay. So last two questions. Uh, This is from Green Eggs and Sam. She said, for Noelle, did you always know you wanted to have kids? I'm struggling with this decision. No, I did not. I actually in my 20s did not think I wanted kids. I am a very self-motivated and driven person. I was really locked into my triathlons and what I wanted to do and all the things. And I had met Ken and he was, 
you know, deploying a lot. And we just didn't know if we wanted them. We actually waited seven years before we had kids. And I am very, very thankful for that because we got to do a lot of stuff and travel around. Um, it's, it's hard for me because I would like another, but it can't happen with my body. It's just been way too much for me. And so we are not actively, <laughs> we're not actively trying. I mean, we're open to other things uh, like adoption, but it just, so I, I have a little bit of bittersweetness about it. I know it was right for us to wait and know it was right for us to be ready because I, I'm so thankful that we did wait because I feel like we were actually adults and had our things, had things established. And for us, it was the best decision. And for us, it was better to be in the place that we were when we had kids which was in our 30s. Um, but I will say it's you have to take into account the fact also that you're, you know, you, it's things are harder on your body as you get older. And so I wish I had kind of thought about that. I still wouldn't have changed my decision, but it might have changed my expectations a little bit because it, it it's been a lot harder on me physically. And if I were to have another, like, I just can't, it's just too much. So on my body. Um, so, and I am uh, 36 right now. And of course that's plenty of people are still having lots of babies, you know, in their thirties and upper forties. It's just for me in particular, uh, I don't know if I would be able to rebound from a from a third. And I you also want to think about pregnancy spacing. I think a lot of things that moms struggle with uh, come from having like a lot of kids back to back. And in our in traditional cultures, they would actually practice intentional pregnancy spacing where, you know, moms need time to recover. You need time to recover nutritionally, mentally, emotionally, like all the things. And so in order to get mom's body back up to, to speed, it, it, it takes some time. So um, think about that, too, just, you know, the, the children's spacing. But, you know, it's OK if you're, you know, I don't think it's it's perfectly normal to be in your 20s and be like, yeah, I'm not into the kid thing. Like I and I still even to this day, like, I mean, I love my kids and I do love my friends, kids like a lot. Um I think it's amazing when my my friends have kids, but I'm not like, I love children. I want to be around them all the time. I love babies. So I work in the church nursery, but I'm not like in love with all the kids. You know, kids are a lot. And so it's okay if you're like, some of these like, kids kind of annoy me because they are. Kids are relentless. And so that's, it's okay. You know, it's okay not to be like in love with children. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that children are not the a, a good decision for you because your children are, are going to be, you know, amazing, of course. Right. But it's, it's okay if, if you not sure. Like you have plenty of time and there's nothing to say that you need to have multiple children either. You know, if, if one or just two is right for you, then that's, that's good too. Um, so do what's right for you. Okay. So this is, uh, Laura Z 86. She says, any tips for relieving pregnancy back slash hip pain and products you use to help? Um, I was in severe pain, so I do have a lot of things that I used, the, I would say the only thing there, there is a couple things. One of them is a pregnancy belt and it's actually a belt that you put on and then you like stretch the like pieces on the side and Velcro it right around your stomach and it helps to like lift up your stomach. That helped a lot. The second thing, and I'll try to find it. I will link to that in the show notes. This, but it, it honestly, it was just Amazon it was like a pregnancy belt. Um, the second thing is a brand called Blanky. It's B-L-A-N-Q-I. I would wear those tops every single day. I got to the point where I couldn't wear anything else. So they actually have belly supportive tops and pants. I didn't love the pants because I felt like they kept riding down. So I wore a lot of tops. I will say too, if you're in pain, it is worth it to go to a chiropractor and get some adjustments and or a physical therapist and or get some acupuncture done. I actually got some acupuncture done too by my chiropractor. You know, of course, make sure somebody is highly trained in pregnancy and prenatal acupuncture and chiropractor, you know, care and all of that stuff. But they're going to be very gentle. But it's it's just going to be those are slight things that can really help your body remain in alignment and also help you have like a better birth overall. So I was in chiropractic care. I did get some acupuncture and it didn't really help significantly my situation, but I don't regret it. And I was in PT. I was in PT pr like quite a bit with my pregnancy with Stella and I was in much less pain then than I was with Maverick for, you know, 
multiple reasons, but PT really helped me too. Actually, before I even like, right when I found out I was pregnant, I was in PT. And so we started, obviously we had to shift and change things, but I honestly feel like having a strong foundation before I even started like having, before Stella even got, you know, a little bit bigger to the point where I could like feel her or she was changing me biomechanically and how my body was moving. I feel like that laid an incredible foundation for me to build strength and health um, thereafter. So, okay. Anything else from you, Stephanie, um, on anything? No. Okay, great. This was fun. Thanks for all your questions. Um, We like, we love hearing from you guys. And of course we love spending time with you for more from me coconutsandkettlebells.com for more from stephanie health to empower.com she's also at stephanie.ruper on instagram i am at coconuts and kettlebells thanks for being here guys i will talk to you next week